Welcome to episode 14 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and most importantly, drinking some cocktails. Sound good to you? Sounds good. <laughs> well, that's a hot day here in Seattle today, and uh, I, I think something tall and cool is in order. What, what do we have along those lines? Well, it's a good thing that's what you want, because that's what we're making today. Oh, fantastic. Have you ever had a Tom Collins? I, if I have, I didn't know I did. Okay, well, that is what we're going to make today. We're going to make Tom Collins and a little riff on another Tom Collins. Fantastic. Not Tom, called Tom. Not, not a non Tom. <laughs> a non, non Tom, Tom Collins. So, Tom Collins, the cocktail, the original cocktail has been around since the 1800s. Kind of what's the main kind of like, what are we, what kind of cocktail are we talking about? Is this on ice? Is this like a straight up boozy? What, what kind of cocktail is yeah, this? Yeah, it's going to be on ice, which okay. is great because it's hot today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little citrusy. We've got some gin in there. It's okay. a pretty simple recipe, pretty refreshing, and it's been around for a long time. So, uh, they still have them everywhere. Fantastic. Well, yeah. let's, hear, let's hear a little bit of the history about this drink. It sounds like it has a very storied past. It does. I'm going to lean pretty hard on some Wikipedia today on this because Completely fine. there is a lot of history on this. Um, originally, this drink, they believe, had been called a John Collins. Um, however, okay. when the Old Tom Gin okay, was okay. created, yeah, 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 yeah. they started using Old Tom Gin in this recipe. Now, we've seen a couple recipes with Old Tom Gin, uh-huh, and uh-huh. the gin has been around since the 18th century. Sure. And it had kind of gone a little bit underground for a while, but now with the popularity of cocktails, it's coming back, and it's pretty sure. readily available. So Old Tom Gin, um, like I said, uh, 18th century England, and the taste profile is just slightly sweeter than London Dry. Okay. We're not going to use Old Tom Gin today, but okay. I wanted to let you know why it was called a Tom Collins. As opposed to a John. John Collins, Got right. It. So once he started using that. But there was a kind of a little fun fact about the Old Tom Gin. The Old Tom Gin name came from uh, these wooden plaques that were mounted to the outside of pubs. Okay. And they were in the shape of a black cat. Okay, like Old Tom, 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 Tom right? Cat. Got it. So, and under the paw of the cat... Because there was liquor, they were trying to do liquor control in the pub. So they were cutting out some of the hard alcohol, trying to make it harder for people to get. Sure. Um, Under the paw of the cat sign was a place where you could put a coin. Okay. And the coin would roll down into the bar inside. Okay. (laughs) And there also was a lead tube. Lead tube, okay. That um, stuck out underneath the sign. All right. When you would throw your coin in there, kind of like old-timey vending machine, Okay. Um, the bartender would hear the coin clink, pour you a shot of gin, and put it in that tube so he wasn't technically serving you. So pour it in. down the tube and it would no, just No, he would pour it. I th- I'm sure he poured it into a glass or something. Okay. Um, he would pour a shot into and put it through that tube. I don't know if he poured it in through. I don't know that. Like he just hands you the shot glass, or is he pouring it through the tube and it just dumping down maybe into your glass or right down, into your mouth or maybe. whatever? <laughs> so he'd pour a shot. So you could vending machine through this cat sign. You put in a coin, and you get a shot of gin. Put your mouth underneath it. Because and then they didn't have to be out. responsible for people drinking in the establishment. Right? Wow. So, yeah, Old Tom Gin, that's where the name Old Tom Gin came from, was from that cat sign 
that people would see on and, the street. And everybody wondered why they got tuberculosis. And the yeah, there and the <laughs> lead is so healthy. I know it's healthy. <laughs> well, if you got your mouth on some pipe, lead pipe, that some thousand other hobos have had their mouth on and got gin for a coin out of it. I love this story about it, and I it tried. Is, it's very bizarre sounding. <laughs> I tried to find um, some antique signs of that cat, and I had a hard time. Huh. But I like that. That's the history. So anyway, old Tom Gin. There you it go. It used to be a John Collins. Now, it's Tom now because of old Tom Gin, it's called a Tom Collins. So uh, that is why it is named that. Well, that's but cool. It has a pretty fun history. Do you think we should maybe make a drink so I can talk about the history while we're drinking? Yeah, let's get one going. Okay. We are going to be making, this is a simple one. We're going to make this in a glass. Uh, you want to do like, a, like tall, a, pint glass? a tall pint glass okay. or you know, a highball or something that can hold some volume. Got it. And you're probably going to want a spoon. Okay. Um, it's going to be pretty simple. So, so we're going to use our long bar spoon. We're long, probably going to get our uh, measuring device out, our absolutely. graduated nice little measuring cup. And I've got a uh, pint glass, basically. Is what and I have here. get out your juicer because we're going to be uh, fresh squeezing some lemon okay. juice. I've got them cut here and ready to go. All right. So, and like always, please use fresh juice. It will be better. No dope. No, no joke. It's just, there's no comparison. Okay. Tom Collins, you're going to need, we're going to make it with London dry gin. Okay. I had Tanqueray. Uh, if you have Tom, old Tom gin, use that. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, if you have any London dry, use that. So we have Tanqueray. So we're doing two ounces of that. Just directly in your glass. Okay, two ounces. Don't add are ice yet, nothing. Just directly in the glass. Two ounces are going in. Okay, you're going to do one ounce of your fresh lemon juice. Okay, we have some pre squeezed lemon juice here. Yeah. I will pour that in there. Perfect. Then we're going to do a half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay, half ounce. Okay, and then you're stir, stir that around, and we're going to add some ice after you get that stirred. All right, we're going to stir that up there. Kind of mixing the, pre-mixing the ingredients, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pour some club soda on to top off the glass. Okay, so a little bit of ice in there first. I'll put a couple yeah. of ice in there. There's, I'm kind of putting it in very easily so it doesn't splash. There we go. Okay, and then club soda on top. Yep, and club soda on top. It's right. going to make a little float, yeah. you know, yeah, depending on how much you have. Yeah, kind of make a little fizzy looking there on top. It looks nice. And your garnish on this one is going to be, you're going to cut a little lemon wheel okay. and a maraschino cherry. All right, I've got that all ready to go. I got my, I put my little maraschino on a skewer because I use kind of a strange shaped glass, so I wanted to make sure I could get it out to eat it. That seems reasonable. <laughs> so you have made your first Tom Collins right it, there. It looks very nice. It's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of a uh, straw color, a little opaque. It looks frosty from that ice being in there. I can't wait to give it a try. Yeah, here, give it give it a go. See what you think. All Cheers. Right, let's try these. Cheers. Yeah, this is a nice refreshing drink for a hot day. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's tasty. That mm. tastes like a. Uh, it's definitely pretty lemony, but it's, you can taste that simple. It tastes like a. It tastes like a, a boosted up lemonade. It's just right. Yeah, lemonade with gin in it. That's exactly all it is. It's lemonade. And I with like gin. <laughs> I like lemonade, and I like to put gin in it. That is really good. I, I enjoy that a lot. That's perfect for uh, that's perfect for sitting in the hot room here while you tell us a story about <laughs> Tom Collins. The drink. I am going to tell you a story about Tom Collins the drink. 
So the original recipe um, was the John Collins, and it was probably from around like 18, I think it was first featured in 1869 in a recipe book. Okay. But the t- there was a phenomenon around the United States. Okay. And it was called the Tom Collins hoax of 1874. Oh, I think I've heard about this. This is a this is good. So in 1874, uh, people in the United States, especially in New York and Pennsylvania, would sometimes start a conversation with, "Have you seen Tom Collins?" Uh, sometimes it might be <laughs> something like this. Here's my scenario. Let's say you're on a railroad and you get off at a town in Pennsylvania. It's hot. And you're wearing, let's say you're wearing a gray hat and a red shirt and you've got your bags. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this kid comes running up to you. And he's like, mister, I heard a guy in this establishment around the corner. And he was talking about a guy that just looks just like you. He said he had a gray hat on and a red shirt and he was carrying these bags and he was going to be coming off the railroad. And you're like, what? How would somebody know that? You're like, kid, what's this What's this fellow's name? He says, Tom Collins. Where is this establishment? I don't want this. people talking about <laughs> me. So you grab your bags and you push your hat down on your head and you're stomped down the street and you swing the bar doors open and you go up to the bartender and you say, where is Tom Collins? And the bartender calmly just looks at you, kind of quirky smile on his face, starts mixing the gin, the lemon juice, the simple syrup, and the club soda with the ice, slides it across to you and says, there's your Tom Collins, sir. Yeah, I've heard of that. That I didn't know that's what that was, but that's that's pretty funny. So it was a proven hoax that the whole thing was a proven hoax just just around the corner, just somewhere near, talking about you. Um, and it was it's like when somebody used to try to hand you a Zima, and if you took it from, <laughs> you had to kneel down and drink the whole thing or something dumb like that. <laughs> and the whole idea of it was to get the speaker to encourage the listener to act foolishly by reacting to some crazy nonsense that the hoaxer deliberately presents as reality. There so, you are. Uh, the and they the whole idea was they would try to get somebody agitated to agitated enough to go and go in and ask for Tom Collins, right? That's pretty funny. So, um, similar. So this had uh, several newspapers during the time propagated the very successful practical joke by printing stories <laughs> containing false <laughs> sightings of Tom Collins. In 1874, the quicks. The hoax quickly gained notoriety in several 1874 music halls that memorized that memorialized, excuse me, the event. Uh, copies of which now are at the U.S. Library of Congress. So, uh, Tom, they say on Wikipedia, I think it's funny. Tom Collins is pretty much just a 19th century meme. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's pretty. That's a pretty fun story for uh, Tom Collins there. Um, but, you know, it's started back then, and the truth is this is a popular drink, and it has been around for a very long time because, like Greg said, it tastes a little bit like lemonade with gin in it. And so, it's delicious. So it's been popular uh, since then. Do we know what bar that it got, uh, got its start in? Do we know anything like that? or Not really. Um, there was a couple different stories that the John Collins had existed since the 1860s and was believed to have originated with um, 
a head waiter who had that name, John oh, Collins, okay. Okay. who worked um, in Mayfair in London at the old Limmer's Old House on Conduit Street. Limmer's Old House in Conduit Street. So that's that's kind of the... He actually had a rhyme. Very interesting. Yeah, John Collins had a rhyme. I... I don't know how well it rhymes, but I'm just going to read it to you. All right, so it's more of a little poem. It's Yeah. All right, Let's so say read, it rhymes. This, read this poem then. It's a free verse poem. <laughs> My name is John Collins, head waiter at Limmer's, corner of Conduit Street, Hanover Square. My chief occupation is filling brimmers for all the young gentlemen frequenters there. Oh, look at that. Yeah, there you are. So he, yeah, probably more famous than he knew, right? So, Tom Collins, oh my goodness gracious, this is a really good drink. I think that you should give this a go. I'm extremely pleased with this on a hot day. So It's a very good one for a hot day. You know, I don't have a lot to say more about Tom Collins. Okay. But there was something from a previous episode that I wanted to bring up and uh, give you some information. Sure. Do you remember when we did the rum episode and I talked about one of the strongest types of rum? Yes. Was one of the 10 strongest alcoholic drinks right, in the right, world. Right, right, And during that episode, I said, I wonder what the other ones are. Sure. Right? Yeah, I remember that. So we have a little time today, so I thought maybe I could give you a little info in case you're curious. So I found the top 10. Dun, 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 dun. The top 10 strongest alcoholic drinks. Okay. In the world. Um, proceed with caution. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> they were very good about telling us what the percentage oh, is wow. also okay. on this. So, so we, are we going to start at the lowest and work our way to the highest here? We're going to start with number 10. Okay. So that's the, no, the lowest one. Okay. And excuse me if I can't say this stuff very well because okay. a lot of them have funny names. This one is um, Elixir Vegetal de la Grande Chartreuse. Oh, okay. It's so a okay. chartreuse. Okay. Uh, do you remember the chartreuse episode that we talked about? Why they used to think that it was the green fairy and people hallucinated, but well, it really is because they just drank too much of it. Right. Well, that was uh, the uh, absinthe. That's right. From the New Orleans episode. Right. Oh, that, probably, was, that was absinthe. But probably sorry, all um, of these things haven't been attributed <laughs> either yeah, properties right. of making someone either better or worse health-wise, and it's just because they drink too much. So this chartreuse is 71%. Yikes. Yeah, it's pretty high. Um, chartreuse has been around for three centuries. Um, it's pretty pungent. Uh, I really like it. It's in a lot of things that we, a lot of cocktails we make. It is good. Um, and it's in one of these ones that has a ton of plants to go into it, and it had medicinal properties and over time. Proprietary, 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, we'll probably end up making cocktails with it. Sure. Um it's expensive is the one yeah. other reason we don't use it very often. It yep. took us, <laughs> just because I had a really hard time spending that much money on, a on buying bottle, it. A single bottle, yeah. It took a while for me to actually devote myself to buy it, but it really does, it, it's really good in cocktails. Number nine, Bacardi 151. Okay, that sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, 75.5%. Wow. Yes. So that one, uh, distilled in Bermuda. It packs at least twice as strong of an alcohol punch as your regular rum. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah. That's like paint thinner. Yeah, it is. Uh, very overproof. It's But, you know, this is like the kind of rum that they will float on a drink and like right. set on fire exactly. or something. 
because they can. Yes. Because it's ridiculously high proof. Number eight, inner circle rum, 75.9%. Yikes. Uh, is made with Fiji sugar. And uh, it's a brown rum. That's pretty bold. Yeah. Several of these are rum, which is not That's a surprise. Interesting. Uh, number seven, Devil Springs Vodka, 80%. Yikes. I'm surprised that the bottle can even hold this in it. Um, so <laughs> there's a, yeah, it's fiery. That's all I'm going to say about that. I believe it's fiery. <laughs> I've never it, tried I it. I bet it is fiery. <laughs> I've never tried it. I've, I'm curious, but uh, I think all these proceed with caution. Um, stro, stro rum. Is that how you'd say that? Stro, like stro rum. 80. Which 80%. means 80%. Okay. And um, that's from Austria. And it comes with a 160 proof punch. Yikes. Yes. Um, but they use it in dishes and desserts. Yeah, I would think that's how you're going to use that. I mean, if you had that in like a really fruity drink, I mean, that's, you're going to need it to get the taste. They say on this one, this potent shooter presented in a flask bottle is the hot drink that keeps skiers' hearts alert and heated on slow, on snowy slopes keeps your of heart the Austrian alert. mountains. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Uh, potent? One, potent? 1661 is 90%. Oh my goodness, it's just basically 100% alcohol. This is an Irish spirit that dates back for over a millennium. Um, also known for medicinal qualities. Of course. Uh, it's distilled domestically in small copper pots, the Putin, with, that's what that's called. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and the drink is traditionally made of barley or potatoes. Sure. In 1661, it was banned, and the ban lasted over three centuries as the English crown tried to suppress ind- Irish independence. Oh, my goodness. 20 years down the line, this timeless spirit is now the symbol of Irish resurrection. So, there you go. Yikes. All right. Marienburg rum okay. is 90%. They're getting higher. Yeah, you can't yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because we are at number four. Okay. This is a Serenamese spirit um, dating back from the 17th century. So, yeah. Interesting. 90% can be enjoyed straight, it says. Do we know, that all, we, do we know that all of these are still available? Um, I don't know. It said the plantation producing it survived until the 80s. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure. All right, let's yeah. continue. Um, number three, pretty easy to get, Everclear. Oh, goodness gracious. There 95%. You. Yikes. Yeah, it's pretty high. Uh, neutral grain, 190 alcohol proof. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, you show me somebody who hasn't heard of that. <laughs> uh, we actually, we've actually used it to create like bitters and stuff like that. Right, like, yeah, you need a neutral grain spirit for yeah. that, yeah. But it's, yeah, that's high. I, I wouldn't use that in a cocktail. You'd use it in your car. <laughs> you could. Um, number two is called Cocoroco. Cocoroco, yeah. Okay. It's 96%. And it's native to Bolivia. Yikes. Um, it's made from sugar cane and coconut. And uh, yeah, you have to travel to Chile and go to a local fair in General Lagos on Sundays. And it's a smash in the head, apparently. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's really high. Um, and number one is called Spiritus 
Stasky. Stasky. Okay. 96%. Yikes. And that is a spirit brewed in Poland. That's nothing other, they say, I quote, than liquid fire. Yikes. It has absolutely no trace of odor or residue and looks exactly like water. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I'm not even interested in that at all. No, me neither. But I thought you might want to know what maybe, the top Maybe 10 if I were. want to preserve like a interesting fish specimen or something, or I don't know. You know, I'm not interested in a lot of them because I really like things for how they taste yeah. as opposed to. That, well, that's how interesting drunk at the very least. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. But because I I had re listened to that episode, I was like, oh, I never followed up on that. I probably should follow up on that. that that's a fun, that's a fun one. So that was a good idea. Yes. Anyway, um, so I'm almost done with my Tom Collins, my original Tom Collins. Yeah. What do we got for the the little twist on the Tom Collins? Where what are, what are we going to try to plan here? So I found a recipe that I thought would be perfect because it's summertime now. Um, blueberries and cherries are readily available. We have them in our refrigerator. Uh-huh. I was looking for something that was summertime and used some of those fruits. I found this recipe on spruceeats.com and it was for American Collins cocktail. Oh, I like the sound of that. What do we got to do? Okay, we are going to berries, uh, blueberries, okay. and Bing cherries. Okay. We're going to start with those. We've got some of those out and prepared. We do. So you're going to use four Bing cherries per glass. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to make this in the glass again. Okay, so we've got the pint glass out here, and I've got the cherries in there. Yeah, you're going to um, pit them and pull yep. the stems off. They're prepared. We're ready to go. And we're also going to put eight blueberries in there. All right. There okay. We go. There they are. We have our lemon juice still because we had some left over from our first cocktail. Yes. And so we're going to throw in a half an ounce of lemon juice into the glass. Okay. Here we go. That's in there. And we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. And three quarters of an ounce is, here we go. There it's in there. Okay. So now we have fruit in there and some syrup and some juice. Okay. We are going to muddle this. All righty. Any hints for, this is kind of the first time we're going to do some muddling for a drink here. I mean, you know, are you just mashing stuff up? What's the real, what's the way to do this and get this to work out right? What's, what's the real point here? What are we trying to do? Well, muddling means that you're going to be pressing the ingredients to the side of the glass. Okay. And what it or the does. the bottom in this case, I guess. Yeah. And what it does is it helps to release flavor. Okay. There's different types of muddlers that you can get, um, but you've probably seen some of these. So there's muddlers that have a smooth side on them. Right. And then there's sometimes they have them where it has like a little uh, knobbies. Like a pokey side. A pokey side. Yeah, like a meat tenderizer looking type thing. That's kind of the one we have. We do. We have one that's stainless steel that you can throw in the dishwasher. Makes it nice. And it has the soft side, the smooth side on one side and the knobby side. The nubbly side. On the other. For fruit, you're going to use the knobbly side. Kind of to chew it up, kind of masticate it a little bit. Right. So, okay. And the whole idea with fruit is you're trying to squish the fruit. Okay. Um, you're trying to bruise it enough to get some of the juice and things out of it. All right. right? So you're going to push it and press it. Uh, don't over mash it. You're just trying to release the flavor. Okay. So you're not trying to make it, you're not trying to homogenize it. You're not trying to make it like into a paste. No, if you wanted to do that, you could just throw in a blender. Right. So we're not going for paste here. We're going to just kind of broken up and release the flavors. Okay. We'll do that. 
Exactly. So while you're doing that, the other side of the muddler, in case you want to know what the smooth side is for. Sure. The smooth side would be if you were muddling herbs or or oh, mint. You, you need or, a little more crushing power in the bottom of your glass. Right. And okay. if you we'll probably make a mojito or something in here at some point. But so that tool will be useful okay. at that point. But if you're making them before you ever hear our episode, um, the smooth side for herbs, the whole idea with herbs is that you're just slightly bruising them. You're not tearing them up. Oh, okay. You're just pressing some of the um, oils out of it. Sure. You're not trying to like break it into a million pieces. Um, if you do that with herbs, it tends to make it more bitter because it's breaking some of the stems okay, and things yeah, like that. So yeah. that's, well, how two does this side, look? that's two sides of your muddler. How's this look? That looks about right. Uh, that looks perfect. You All can right. still see that there's skins. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can see the color is now kind of a, a deep red mm-hmm. color. Smells good, too. Okay, so we have that muddled. We are now going to add the gin. Okay. Uh, we're going to do one and a half ounces of gin. Again, it'll be the London Dry. All we right. Tank right, because that's what we have. One and a half is going in there. And um, what we're going to do is then put your ice cubes in there. All right, we're going to drop those ice gently again so it's not big yeah, splashing. Here we go. Out. Slide them down the side here. here um, you can stir it a little bit too. And then you're going to fill this uh, with club soda up to the top. Do a little stir yeah, on there. Just to get it. Just to get everything stirred okay, up a little bit. Okay, then a little club soda? Mm-hmm, a little club soda. All right. And so now you've got a frothy, there. bubbly that, that top good. on it. That does yeah, look good. Yeah, it was super refreshing. This, especially when it's separated out as you have the club soda yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, it looks nice. You could, this would be perfect for like your 4th of July get together. Got a little red, white, and blue look to them, maybe? Yeah, it does. With the ice, I don't know, it does. It looks very Americana. Which is, hence the American Collins cocktail. Um, they recommend on spruce eats to do a cherry and a lemon wheel, Ooh. which you can do. You know, I just chose to throw some whole blueberries on the top because, and that, and that looks really cool it, too because they, they kind of float, float a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, they look nice. You know, the other thing you probably could do is uh, you could create ice with the berries in it. Oh yeah, so that you have kind of release. Um, over time, and f- by freezing them, you're going to kind of break down those cell walls too, and it will release like some flavor. Yeah, just float some, just yeah. throw some berries in your ice cube tray, throw some water in there, and uh, then you'd have a little berry, little berry ices in there. All right, shall we give this thing a try? Yeah, give it a try. All right. Um, just a just a note while you have a sip of that. We'll see what you think. What do you think of that? Oh, that's refreshing. That's oh, that's even more. I like how that leans towards definitely towards the berry flavor. It's like a dessert. That's really good. That is it's that good. is more like a dessert than the Tom Collins. But Tom Collins is good. But that that is that's like a another level of deliciousness. Again, these aren't boost forward. These are going to be sweeter, more refreshing style cocktails. Absolutely perfect for our ninety degrees that we've got going on today. Absolutely. With that American Collins, they had a couple hints which uh-huh. I thought were good. One was um, Bing cherries are sweeter. They're a good cocktail choice. Okay. If they're not available. Um, Use a sweeter cherry of whatever you have around. Sure. Um, the other thing is, is if they aren't in season, you can use high quality maraschino cherries. But just like we always say, not those horrible Bright red dyed red mess. ones. Yeah. yeah and I like the cherries that we have in there. They taste. They. I can taste the flavors that got released. They're good. Yeah, those I use really the good. fresh yeah. Bing cherries for that. Oh, so super good. Yeah. 
Anyway, there you are. There's two summer cocktails for you, and you can uh, do some uh, tricks on your neighbors with, uh, with your Tom, Tom Collins, Collins hoax. Tom Collins is saying something bad about him. The Tom Collins hoax of 1874. The people were really starved for entertainment. I think so. Back then. <laughs> and I think probably drunk quite a bit, too. It sounds like if they're believing that, they... You know, you hear some stories and you're like, oh, they seem either really gullible or just that they don't drink water and they only drink alcohol. I think I think it was both of those I th- things. I think you're probably right. It's probably all of that in <laughs> in hand in hand, so to speak. Shannon, if people, uh, these two drinks look great. I mean, the presentation you've got going on is really good. If folks want to see pictures of these and they want to get those recipes that we went through pretty quickly, where can they go? You can absolutely go to Instagram where we have our site, Amateur Bartending for the number four, Immature, where we have pictures of today's recipes. We have the recipes with the photos, and we have a past library of other drinks. So, you know, close your eyes, scroll through, stop, point, you know, and while make you, that drink. Exactly. And while you're there, don't forget to follow us there. That helps us out. Also keeps you up to date on the most recent things we put up there. So you'll, even if you don't get the alert or uh, from the podcast, at least you'll get a alert when we put some new posts up there. And uh, like Shan says, all the recipes and pictures from the previous episodes are on there. Shan, if folks want to, if they've kind of stumbled somehow into this podcast, how would they be able to find the rest of all of our episodes that we have, the rest of the 13 episodes on top of this? Where would they go? We are on Apple, iTunes, and Google Play, and pretty much any app that you have that uh, hosts podcasts. Exactly. So So all you'd search for is amateur bartending for immature people, and it should come up. Please go on and comment and uh, let us know what you guys think of the show. We appreciate any any ratings, any comments, and uh, we're always looking for feedback to try to help us make this better. So Absolutely, and don't forget to subscribe because you can get our newest episodes when they are hot off the press. We generally try to get them out Wednesday or Thursday, so you'll be ready for your Friday and Saturday night. That's right. Okay, well, I am hot, and I am thirsty, so I'm going to go off and make myself another one of these Tom Collins. That sounds perfect. All right, everybody out there, have a great evening. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>